Well, hi everyone, it's Charles here from the GHFC uh, with podcast number 18. And may I just start by saying Happy New Year to everyone. Now, today I will be sharing with you um, recent revelations as to how corporate culture in 2022 has a lot to answer for, especially in relation to anti-social workplace issues such as inequality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation and harassment uh, being endemic in the workplace resulting in an environment that is conducive to reduced mental health well-being. If there is one thing on which we can surely all agree, it is that communication is key, right? Organisations everywhere invest time and resources in training all employees to be better communicators, right? So why is it that the really important social messages don't get across? Now, from my experience, uh, combined with those shared by so many others, it all boils down to culture or more specifically, corporate culture. Now we all know corporates love to publicize how much they do in support of ridding the workplace of antisocial issues such as inequality, discrimination, even bullying, intimidation and harassment. However, all these antisocial workplace issues are endemic within today's corporate sector. The mantra from the executive leaders strongly resembling the old adage, do as I say, not as I do. The time has surely come for the corporate sector to lead with intent and action, not simply to tick a box or have the PR team uh, promote the organisation as the employer of choice. Those of us who invest in business to ensure we support employment and a booming economy have already made our mark by investing in only those companies with a record of ethics and integrity. So now really is the time for the corporate sector to lead by self-regulation. The time is right in 2022 for the corporate sector to invest in an independent, impartial body, not simply relying on government recommendations or legislation, providing governance as to how they develop strategy and implement positive action to support managers and all employees to ensure all workplace environments respect social responsibility be it equality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation or harassment. Following is a true account which I was only recently made aware of, one which has strengthened my resolve to eradicate toxicity from the workplace. In this example, as shared with me by a highly respected manager, the subject of menopause was raised. Now initially, the manager did some research uh, to raise own awareness. Team members were then advised that the weekly team meeting would include a five-minute segment on raising awareness of workplace mental health well-being to be structured as follows. Firstly, the topic, belittling of those experiencing menopause. Secondly, a brief explanation of what is menopause, who it affects, and then what the manager can do. And finally, what the team members can do. So the manager shared a summary of the previous research, then advised that the current open door policy would include team members concerned about the onset of menopause, 
uh, to which support mechanisms such as closer proximity to the washrooms, the provision of a desk fan and or a footstool are all being available. Now, following the team meeting, this manager was approached uh, by male members of the team who appreciated being made aware of the impact of menopause on an individual, previously being flippant about the topic, even making light of it in front of colleagues. Word of this segment in the meeting also reached the ears of other managers who applauded the initiative. So the GHFC really congratulates this manager for taking such a strong and positive step with the team, setting an example uh, others would do well to follow. So then we move on to corporate culture is broken and here is the proof. A following is a recent article as shared by Cathy Anderson, uh, editor at the LinkedIn News which really does highlight the instance of bullying, harassment, intimidation and discrimination coming from the top of modern day corporates and organisations, putting everyone's mental health well-being in jeopardy. The headline read, CEO dismissed for bad behaviour. Well, the CEO of a leading national building firm has been fired by the board over intimidatory and threatening workplace conduct the latest in a string of Australian CEOs forced to leave over behavioural issues. The company's board had received complaints from employees over the past few months uh, and a third party was appointed to investigate and work with this CEO to change his behaviour, uh, runs the report in the Australian Financial Review. But the company's executive uh, chairman said the CEO's behaviour remained inconsistent with the company's code of conduct and the board decided to remove him. The CEO had been in the role for three years and in the latest in a string of Australian CEOs forced to resign over behavioural issues. Now, Rebecca Blurton, uh, Manager Enterprise Governance at Transport for New South Wales, commented that it was not discriminatory, but this CEO's behaviour was cited by the management survey as intimidating, threatening and not respectful of the individual, adding that culture and behaviour are key components of good governance. One of the things that she's wrestled with recently is how do you actually measure them? Rebecca goes on to say, sure, there are company codes of conduct, uh, ethics, policy, performance reviews against company values or, or confidential surveys as cited um, in the article, but still difficult to measure compared to other key components like risk and compliance. Watching the intense scrutiny organisations have been under with their efforts towards diversity and inclusion and now seeing a move towards the individual. Rebecca finds this article interesting, particularly the reference to not respectful of the individual as a contributor to the firing of this CEO. Rebecca adds, through my background and understanding of DEI, uh, diversity, equity and inclusion, Company cultures and change management, I think the board deserves praise for their actions and transparency in providing reasons as to why their CEO was leaving, when others have commonly cited personal reasons. Culture and behaviour, particularly under an ESG, environmental, social and corporate governance lens, 
is something that Rebecca is going to dig deeper into and hopefully contribute more to this discussion as time goes by. Some of the things that Rebecca is looking at is what does not respectful of the individual exactly mean? What does respect of the individual look like in good company culture? Is it as obvious as most assume? And does it really have an impact on productivity and the bottom line? Certainly looking forward to seeing some more from Rebecca. And another member of the LinkedIn community commented that this behaviour needs to be called out a lot more. It's the great cancellation that we need. While a third added, another change at the top for this organisation. A quick fall from the cover of CEO magazine. New trophy office that was convenient for one and inconvenient for the rest. When will the cult of personality end? Now, the GHFC does not take any satisfaction in sharing stories such as these, as they hit a nerve that is still very raw, not just for myself, but for my colleagues, who also suffered mental duress as a result of relentless intimidation and harassment from two senior organisation executives. These events occurred over 10 years ago and the only reason I can fathom out as to why this abuse is still happening in the workplace in 2022 is that corporate culture is broken. The focus on profits and shareholder dividends has blinded corporations to fulfil their obligations and responsibilities towards their duty of care to all their employees. So in light of the revelations above, the GHFC initiated a survey to better understand how the community feels about this issue. The introduction to the survey is as follows. The Glass Half Full community are interested in understanding how the community feels about the belief that antisocial workplace issues such as inequality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation and harassment are endemic in the workplace, resulting in reduced mental health well-being. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts. Well, the thoughts and responses to date indicate the following community sentiments. 85% support the belief that antisocial workplace issues, such as inequality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation and harassment are endemic in the workplace with 70% strongly supporting this belief. Likewise, 85% support the statement that they have witnessed or experienced antisocial workplace issues, such as inequality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation and harassment in the workplace, with 46% strongly supporting the statement. 16% have witnessed or experienced these antisocial workplace issues within the last six months, and 77% have witnessed or experienced these antisocial workplace issues uh, more than 12 months ago. 100% support the statement that the antisocial workplace attitudes above are the responsibility of every organisation's corporate culture to address, in line with their duty of care to their employees and 100% of respondents support the statement that their employer of choice would be one whose corporate culture actively values the eradication of the antisocial workplace attitudes of inequality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation and harassment. 
It goes on with responses to show that 62% perceive those best placed to fix this antisocial attitude in the workplace are the organisations themselves by self-regulation within a focused corporate culture. 24% perceive those best placed to fix this antisocial attitude in the workplace are the actual employees speaking up and taking affirmative action. 14% uh, believe that those best placed to fix this uh, antisocial attitude in the workplace are the organisations either themselves uh, through legislation alongside an independent ESG, uh, being environmental, social and corporate governments uh, in a commission, or if necessary, a combination of both. So these responses speak for themselves. Anti-social behavior is endemic in the workplace in 2022. The impact of this anti-social behavior is highly visible. It is the responsibility of the organizations themselves to ensure their corporate culture proactively and strongly reacts to these anti-social activities. Failure to act will see employees relocating to an employer of choice, being an organization whose corporate culture actively values the eradication of the antisocial workplace attitudes of inequality, discrimination, bullying, intimidation and harassment. The survey is still open and will stay open until the responses dry up. Uh, the survey can be found in either the content section of the GHFC website uh, on the GHFC app or by visiting https colon forward slash forward slash www.surveymonkey.com forward slash lowercase r forward slash uppercase v the number eight uppercase F, uppercase B for Bertie, uppercase L, the number eight, and then uppercase Z. So the GHFC uh, encourages you to take this survey, survey sorry, so as to send a clear message that anti-social workplace practices are completely unacceptable, uh, in turn supporting the prevention and eventual eradication of anxiety, depression and breakdowns as a direct result of unregulated antisocial workplace behaviour. Should you or someone you know be showing signs of anxiety in their workplace, then please do contact the following organisations. Black Dog Institute, Beyond Blue, Gotcha for Life, Lifeline, Sane Australia, Headspace, or mates in construction. Well, I hope you gained some insights and added value from this GHFC podcast, the, for, the first for 2022. Uh, with many thanks for listening. Uh, do stay mentally well. All the best. Charles at the GHFC.